On July 21st, 2022, a group of delivery workers went on strike in Bangalore, the capital city of the southern Indian state of Karnataka. These workers delivered for Instamart, which was the brand name attached to Swiggy's operations in the quick commerce sector. According to some accounts, as many as 3000 workers decided to stop working. This strike attracted the attention of the national media, including the news platform News Minute. They interviewed Shiv Kumar, a delivery worker. Swiggy has few orders and doesn't give us orders even if we go outside the zone. Those orders go to Shadowfax or Rapido. Even when there is a surge of orders, we don't get them despite waiting for two hours. And when we travel outside the zone to deliver orders, we are paid very little. How far can we go? We spend three hundred rupees on petrol. How can we manage on five hundred rupees? The voice translating Shiv Kumar's responses into English is that of my friend, the lawyer Vikramaditya Narayan. Swiggy was founded in 2014 primarily as an online food delivery platform. During the pandemic lockdowns. It also started delivering groceries on demand under the name Instamart. Shivkumar's complaint that Instamart was serving its long-distance orders not through its own workers but through the workers of rival platforms Rapido and Shadowfax would sound bizarre even if you forget that at the time of the strike, Swiggy had only recently been valued by its latest investors at 10.7 billion US dollars. कि हम लोग काम करते हैं लेकिन हम लोगों को जो आठ घंटे का शिफ्ट बोला जाता है जो मैं मंच पे बोला है आठ घंटे का ड्यूरिंग एन एट आवर शिफ्ट वी आर नॉट एबल टू कंप्लीट द टारगेट्स दे गिव अस ठीक है बिकॉज़ ऑफ दैट वी समटाइम्स हैव टू वर्क फोर्टीन और फिफ्टीन आवर्स टू मीट दोस टारगेट नहीं होगा तो हम लोगों को कोई फायदा नहीं सही है यू आर लिसनिंग टू अक्षय चौधरी हु इज अमंग द स्ट्राइकिंग वर्कर्स इन बेंगलुरु द वॉइस ट्रांसलेटिंग इनटू इंग्लिश इज दैट ऑफ माय फ्रेंड the berlin based musician dara shikho akshay was being interviewed at the national convention of the all india gig workers union in new delhi just 3 weeks after the strike the person interviewing him is my friend the lawyer ashok kumar main demand sahi hai sir ki we are called swiggy partners we don't want employers and employees hum log part we would like to assure the government that we have joined swiggy to work hum log chahte hain government so give us work on time let us complete our work on time so that we can go home on time hum log ko time se kaam de time se hamara kaam pura ho jaye hum log time se ghar jaye don't tell us something and then do something completely different nahi ki peet piche hamare In the previous episode of this podcast, we spoke about the Factories Act of 1948. Among other things, the Factories Act sets an upper limit on the number of hours that a worker should be required to work each week and on each day. It also requires that those who work more than that daily or weekly maximum are paid double their wages for the period that they work overtime. Akshay, who you just heard from. Only wanted to be able to finish his work and go home on time. He was speaking to my friend Ashok at the national convention of the All India Gig Workers Union, which took place just a few weeks after the strike at Swiggy. The AIGWU is a national federation of several state-level gig worker trade unions. It is affiliated with the Centre of Indian Trade Unions or CITU, a national trade union of more than sixty-two lakh workers. In the previous episode of this podcast. which is the eighth one titled against the dying of the light we took a close look at the AIGWU's work with the protesting workers of blinket and urban company it was a glimpse into what it meant to be a part of the mainstream trade union movement in india today 30 years after the liberalization of the country's economy my name is aju john and i'm the host and producer of the delivery charge podcast You can listen to previous episodes on all platforms including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. This protest has been going on for 2 days. No one from the Swiggy hub has spoken to us so far. There's just no response. In July of 2022, when Akshay joined a group of Swiggy workers to strike work and to participate in protests outside a Swiggy hub or a dark store, they had also received some support from the AIGWU. before the day we went into strike uh, previous day we had a meeting uh, first a face to face meeting we did with around 100 workers then 
we, uh, we have decided to circulate that communication to other um, co-workers through different uh, they have their groups whatsapp groups they circulated they had circulated that information what are what we have planned and please join so they, they had circulated you're listening to suman das mohapatra the karnataka coordinator of the all india gig workers union he's talking to me aju john during july of 2022 a month during which the british newspaper the guardian began publishing a series of reports into the files leaked from the taxi platform uber by a former senior employee turned whistleblower these files exposed many of the unethical practices through which the company entered new markets and aggressively lobbied for favorable regulatory conditions such as the non application of labor laws on the 25th of the same month k kanimuri of the dravida munnetra kalagam asked an unstart question in the lok sabha the so called lower house of india's parliament i'm quoting verbatim now from the parliamentary record quote will the minister of labor and employment be pleased to state a whether the government is aware that several food delivery startups have begun to offer home delivery of food and groceries within 10 to 20 minutes b whether the government is considering regulating such business models which offer bonuses to gig workers for completing deliveries within a stipulated time spurring them to drive fast and in a rash manner if so the details thereof and c since the niti ayog has reported that the number of gig workers will increase in the future whether the government has considered to bring basic standard of compliance for companies employing gig workers unquote later that month several indian media outlets reported that the quick commerce firm dunzo had allegedly threatened its delivery workers with permanent suspension if they participated in strikes quote it is to inform you that any id found at the location of a strike will be permanently suspended please don't be a part of a strike or support a strike either unquote a message was alleged to have said so when a group of delivery workers of instamart and swiggy struck work in bangalore on july 21st of 2022 it may not even have been the month's second most significant piece of news related to platforms and the day uh, we did the strike we uh, went to one particular store the delivery is from where they do the food delivery and there is different kinds of products they deliver so we went first one store uh, we, we had asked them see this is the problem we are facing we will not do any delivery Mm. so we'll stand in front of your office this cloud kitchen or that particular store but we will not do any delivery and we'll request all of you any other partner if come delivery partner come not to deliver the product to the customer so first one then another three four uh, stores we, we went in this way it's automatically it took a momentum and when it it was 8 to 10 places so they 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 realized that no it's going their hand beyond their uh, control generally speaking in industrial or workplace disputes the strike is a weapon of last resort usually the sequence of events leading up to a strike is as follows first a group of workers make a set of demands to the employer say in relation to pay or working hours or maternity benefits or safety measures at the workplace then if the employer rejects those demands or if the workers are not completely satisfied with the employer's response the workers threaten to go on strike the employer then has to weigh the loss of productivity resulting from the strike against the consequences of accepting the workers demands then depending on the employer's response the workers go on strike the purpose behind their withdrawal of work is to persuade the employer to accept their demands this model of using strikes as a tool in collective bargaining negotiations is even recognized in the industrial disputes act the industrial disputes act of 1947 like the factories act of 1948 is among the mid 20th century labor laws that we have discussed in the last 3 episodes of this podcast they were introduced at least partly in response to the national movement and the working class unrest following the first world war the industrial disputes act created a framework for the peaceful settlement of industrial disputes 
This law applies to industries. Since its inception, a time during which the word industry had a particular meaning that evoked large factories, courts, legislators and unions have faced the question of whether specific cases, like say the country's new IT sector, fell within the scope of the term industry. Faced with the emergence of a new sector of work or the emergence of worker power in an old sector, unions and workers will usually argue in favour of the application of the Industrial Disputes Act, whereas employers and companies will argue against its application. That is usually the case even though the law does not make it significantly easier for workers to pursue their claims. For instance, the law requires workers to fulfil some conditions before going on strike. If the state denotes an industry as a public utility, then workers must give adequate notice to the employer. Strikes that don't fulfill these conditions are illegal strikes, which the law treats as crimes. Yes, unions almost always argue in favour of the applicability of the Industrial Disputes Act, even though workers can be punished with imprisonment under this law. In some of the gig work protests and strikes that we have observed in India, and you would remember some of them from previous episodes of this podcast, there was no notice or demand or collective negotiations that preceded them. The strike is not the weapon of last resort, but simply a signal to commence negotiations. So once the uh, delivery will stop, it's all about collective bargaining. Now, if you are united, you can arm twist your company. When you are not united, they can arm twist you. So that's the that's the way it works. So when they 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 come up with the their demand charter um, and they clear what exactly they want, so they stop the delivery. So after eight to ten hours, so automatically in the app when someone is placing order, no uh, delivery boy is not available. There is no service. All these things were happening. You are not getting any kind of because nobody is accepting the um, order. So after eight hours, the management realized, and they they actually one representative from particular zone um, reached out to them, and he told why you have suddenly stopped the work. So they told they have told that these are the problem we are facing. Uh, virtually till now you have tried to. Um, you have told us to uh, escalate it but nobody is replying or nobody is entertaining our um, our issue our problem so we forced to do it so these are our demand until and unless we are getting any resolution we will continue it you're listening to suman das mohapatra of the all india gig workers union on the delivery charge podcast i'm your host and producer aju john My voice probably sounds different from several of the earlier episodes of this podcast. That is because my recovery from a bout of COVID-19 fever at the end of 2023 has been slow. This podcast is about platform delivery workers organizing for fairer conditions of work in Germany where I live and in India where I am from. It is supported by the MS Marian Art Tagore International Center of Advanced Studies Metamorphoses of the Political or ICAS MP which is an Indo-German research collaboration of six Indian and German institutions funded by the German Federal Ministry of Education and Research. If you like listening to this podcast, 
please subscribe to the feed and rate us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you have been listening. Review this podcast and give it five stars. Tell your friends and colleagues about it. The strike, which in conventional models of industrial relations is a weapon of last resort, is in the case of gig worker protests in India a weapon of first resort. As we see in the case of Swiggy in July of 2022, and with the blanket and urban company protests that we learnt about in the previous episode, workers felt that a strike was the only way they could submit their demands to the company's decision makers. They were workers with opinions on the conditions of their work, and if they wanted to be heard, they had to go on strike. The first point is regarding their salary. Salary in the sense, uh, what we are expecting we are expecting a fixed income because a lot of time what is happening uh, sometime um, workers are working 14 to 16 hours but their earning is very minimal so our demand is to pay provide a minimum wage guarantee to uh, the partner for eight to eight hours working so and it is 26 thousand rupees per month as per the cent- guideline of the central trade unions okay that's the first um, uh, demand and if someone um, achieve the target of let's say 36 deliveries within eight hours time frame they can earn 26,000 and plus incentive because it's piecemeal system so um, if someone's efficiency is more and they can uh, they can deliver more um, they can do the more delivery within eight to ten hours time frame. So their incentive should be uh, should be applicable. Uh, but you have to guarantee the minimum wage of twenty six thousand per month because a lot of time they don't they don't get the delivery number of orders. Uh, so it's not their problem. They are not doing it. It's the company is not giving them uh, enough opportunity to deliver. So, uh, but they are spending more than 14 hours to achieve their target of 36 delivery. The All India Gig Workers Union is affiliated with the CITU, a large Indian trade union that works across several sectors of the economy. For mainstream trade unions, the platform economy presents several novel challenges. The trade, it's totally different because most of them don't um, work together in a sense there is no such uh, fact factory premises or office premises from where they are working together it's more fragmented okay so it is really difficult to find out a common time to bring them to discuss with them uh, certain points and take their consent first point second point is in this particular trade if you really want to organize them we need to reach out to them as per their convenience we can't expect them they will come to any party office or any union office to discuss their demand because it's very volatile market everybody is fighting for um, um, there is a real competition because supply is much more than demand okay so even someone uh, and that actually reflect how critical is the unemployment problem in india i would say that's why a lot of people they are moving from different other jobs uh, from different they are losing their jobs in from different trade and they are joining this uh, particular trade as a result <clears throat> always supply is uh, more than the demand. So if someone is going for strike, some other people are thinking, okay, let's take this chance and earn some more money. So there is always an opportunity for the company to manipulate this kind of protest or this kind of uh, fight. So that is another challenge. The Industrial Disputes Act requires industrial workers to give notice before going on strike. At Swiggy in July of 2022, however, the strike was the notice. Yes, the strike was a tool for collective bargaining, but it was not used to exert pressure on the employer. Instead, it was used simply to get the employer's attention. So management reached out to us. Then what 
we had discussed with the management we have organized another meeting very next day uh, to communicate the most of the workers that this is the decision we had taken that the management has conveyed us and we have decided to withdraw our strike for two three days because they are asking for some time mm, they will discuss how to resolve it and the management will will organize a meeting again uh, next uh, tuesday so uh, let us what do you think what is your take because they told no if management is ready to discuss with us till the point till now there nobody was hearing us now at least management is ready to listen us our problem so please that's good okay we'll we'll come back on work and we'll do a meeting again so then that was on friday we had strike saturday we had a meeting then from central trade trade union and uh, formally we had sent a letter to the company company means the ceo of the company and the marketing head of the company we had sent a letter and they acknowledged that letter so uh, today this by evening they supposed to get uh, reply us and we will decide our plan tomorrow accordingly you've been listening to sumandas mohapatra whom i spoke with in july of 2022 soon after swiggy delivery workers had paused their strike after the company's assurances what happened to the workers who refused to work and did they manage to change anything i caught up with suman again a year after these events he told me that swiggy had made an almost negligible improvement to their rates made few small small changes in their rate chart that's all and they um, lot of them actually moved to the different company in a sense it was swiggy then zomato started giving better rate for their um, for the, sorry better rate for their delivery so a lot of them joined zomato they left swiggy and within swiggy itself there is two types of delivery one is instamart and another one is foodmart so most of them moved to the foodmart where the rate is better than the instamart so uh, gradually lot of people moved to foodmart automatically after a certain point uh, the number of uh, delivery boys uh, reduced in the instamart area and gradually they have increased the rate that's the way it actually worked initially this change uh, they made a very small little change in the rate so that people they can subside this uh, kind of protest and everything and they discussed with them and they had told we'll take certain actions uh, regarding your concern and they made a very little very insignificant change in the rate chart but lot of people moved to different company and uh, or different outlet so that uh, they can earn better around 150 to 200 people joined that day protest uh, out of them at least um, 60 70 people moved to different uh, either they moved to uh, joined zomato or they moved to um, food mart or like that around 70 remaining are you still with swiggy still there with swiggy and they are with instamart itself i sorry i am in touch with them but uh, and sometime i try to provide certain kind of um, support uh, when it comes to uh, police harassment or like that small small things but it's more a kind i would say ngo kind of thing not um, really forming a strong uh, union or protest like that but they know very well that um, um until and unless all 
at least a significant amount of people are coming together and uh, stopping the delivery it's not possible so that's why they told it i think you are taking definitely you are trying to do something for us and we are we are also trying to protest but ultimately at the end of the day um, what they have changed it is not actually satisfactory we have to think where we can earn better previously in this episode i referenced one of the big questions in indian labor law what is an industry that question is important because it is one of the criteria used to decide the applicability of the industrial disputes act a similar big question is whether an employer employee relationship exists courts have developed a range of devices to establish whether two people share an employer employee relationship these are known as the legal tests of employment previously courts only used to look at the question of control if an employer has control over how the individual completes their work that individual is likely to be an employee more recently courts have looked at a broader range of factors that in addition to control look at integration mode of remuneration nature of work ownership of tools and economic control if this sounds like a lot of legal nitpicking you're not wrong the reason we are even talking about this is because the existence of a relationship of employment is among the legal conditions for the applicability of some of the mid 20th century labor laws laws such as the factories act which as we saw previously in this episode sets out the limits on how long workers may be required to work each week and each day and also requires employers to pay for their overtime work but these mid 20th century laws were also quite narrow in their scope that is they applied to a very narrow slice of india's workers in the words of the historian ravi ahuja they became a quote structure of exclusion and differentiation unquote producing in practice a pattern of quote graded social differentiation unquote among the workers to claim unpaid wages or paid leave or overtime pay a worker has to first establish that they were entitled to them under these laws in several cases this required proof that they were employed by the person or company that they were claiming wages or paid leave from as we learned in the previous episodes of this podcast the vast majority of indian workers work in contexts where it is difficult to clearly establish this relationship apart from setting limits to working time these mid century labor laws also set out standards in relation to the payment of wages occupational health and safety and they also set up the frameworks for settling industrial disputes and for work linked social security benefits as we saw in the previous episode the factories act also describes the powers of a labor inspector this labor inspector can conduct investigations into compliance with these rules and standards to require a labor commissioner to enforce these standards on a company however a worker has to first establish an employment relationship between them regular listeners to this podcast will know that around the world platforms have tried to deny that these workers who provide services on their apps were their employees using terms such as freelancer or partner instead to frame their relationship there was a protest in urban club uh, urban club uh, club company in in front of kormungla office but um, um, police took serious action against the protesters and they and when we went to the labor commissioner's office they told uh that um, they are not the employee that's their argument but um and we we have not pursued it m- more because uh, that protest and then organization everything actually it was suddenly stopped and everything happened but there is a opportunity because as as a union if we go to the labor commissioner's office and explain them how the new industry is working and though the company is trying to uh, tell or trying to portray them as a partner but they are not at the end of the day they are not actually partner they are the employee then on um, offline i have spoken with lot of <clears throat> labor com- officer and they have told uh, if you can uh, pro- create a proper uh, kind of 
demand chartered and if you just um, prepare a summary or statement kind of thing with your logic and everything then maybe labor commissioner can get into an at least allow you to do the discussion and provide some kind of feedback or suggestion how they can intervene in this entire process in the previous episode of this podcast you also heard from spandan pratyush another coordinator with the all india gig workers union i spoke to him after the workers of urban company protested in july 2023 against several of the company's policies but chiefly the practice of abruptly and permanently blocking workers from using the app to work there was no notice period during which they could arrange their affairs to meet their new situation and there was no way to appeal to have the block lifted spandan had told us that the labor law and the deputy labor commissioner were vital tools that could compel urban company to meet the demands of protesting workers okay first step is to go to the labor department submit an official complaint and then have a conversation with uh, dlc or the alc whoever is there uh, on why we think these are mal practices and which we need to fight against and we need a conciliation and if the dlc and the alc agrees upon it then they would call the company and then the conciliation process will start so our previous experience in swiggy case in noida it was pretty bad uh because the dlc there was uh arguing from the side of the company and it was the same this time around also but this time we handled in it in a better way so basically we started arguing with things like uh uh like there are no laws so on what basis do i call the company we are saying that like these people are working full time I mean, obviously, you can determine their employment, and then he started arguing from the side of company. He started using arguments like uh, people from IITs and IIMs have uh, used their brains to come up with this system. So obviously, they should be rewarded for it. Like, I actually wanted to reply that I am also from IIT Delhi and I am fighting from this side, but uh, but I thought it's just meaningless. I mean, the way he is arguing, he is not going to do anything. He just said, "Okay, I am resting the complaint as my solidarity with the workers. I understand there is a problem, but." there are no laws that cannot do anything it just gave up our claim is that like this the grounds for this dismissal this permanent blocking is illegal because they're working as full time employees and you cannot just take away their uh, employment like this so uh, the labor commissioner there has the power to determine whether uh, these are full time employees or not and that is the grounds on which he will call the company for conciliation if it determines that there is an employer employee relationship then the company will will have to follow the laws of the land like if they are determined as full time workers and they are covered by all the labor laws which we have if they are already working more than 8 hours if that is determined if that is determined the labor commissioner then they are they are guaranteed all the social security which a full time worker gets all the uh, working out i mean that the definition of a work day work hours uh, overtime hours how many overtime hours in the rights related to overtime the double rate of overtime everything applies to them conciliation is a method of settling disputes between employers and employees here the state intervenes to bring parties together and to get them to come to an agreement the framework for conciliation proceedings is set out in the industrial disputes act depending on the type of dispute employees who are workmen which by the way is another significant legal term or unions can raise an industrial dispute with the conciliation officer the conciliation officer is usually a bureaucrat in the labor department of the central or state government that has been appointed to that post by that government Once the conciliation officer receives this industrial dispute they then try to get the two parties the employer and the employee to agree on a settlement while these conciliation proceedings are going on it is illegal for workers to go on strike in urban companies case especially in noida we met the same dlc and we came up with the same arguments he even worse arguments he was saying uh, things like uh, uh, okay this is your perspective nothing from company's perspective they have to work on their branding etc so they will have to do if you also come to this side you will also do these things i said no i'm not going to do i'm not going to treat my workers as slaves i'm sorry i'm not going to do that and try and understand the scenario they are being treated as slaves they are forced to 
log in for a minimum of 12 hours a day they have no safety benefits they have nothing uh they they are not even ensured that if they're making certain amount of money today they'll make the same amount in the next week or any of the regulations will change they're being the way they are uh, surveyed upon by the application like even if they log out from the app uh they get a call that there's a job coming and you have to go and otherwise you'll get blocked permanently blocked so after a lot of uh, argumentation to and fro hey like he even started using a case as an example that one of his uh, relatives was working with american students he's like logged in 24 hours a day he's always on his laptop then we said like yeah that is wrong he was a labor commissioner should be understanding this he's not a business commissioner and finally he agreed to call the company and after that in the conciliation process he was not there anc was there so that uh, in that case it has been slightly smoother because the dlc there was a real problem similarly in gurgaon in delhi uh we have also lodged complaints in pune bombay calcutta bangalore various places so uh the conciliation process is starting and now the company is being called upon uh, for having a discussion so if i have to describe my experience like obviously the thing is that since the it sector folks have uh, like they've grown up believing that they are above the law like because they have not faced unions like they might have faced some labor cases here and there but which they have handled individually never really faced unions so they feel they are above the law so urban company in their first conciliation meeting came up with the argument that we do not identify the union we are not ready to talk to the union to which the labor commission i mean we said like you you're a lawyer you should understand that this is a registered union as per trade union act which passed in 1926 and in the conciliation process you'll have to talk to the union and finally the labor commission also agreed and uh, the alc noida and he said that i mean if you are in the conciliation process you should know that you will have to talk to the union there's no way getting around this that you you'll say that we are not we don't recognize the union the government recognizes the union we are a registered union so first they came up with this then they started to stall around in gurgaon uh, i think there was some confusion which was also created by dlc there he called us one hour after like he gave us a time of 11 am and they gave the company the time of 10 am without even informing us and then started saying you are late and the company started the started changing their strategy like how do we know that uh, you have our workers as your union members give us a list of union members which is an illegal demand we completely denied and the labor commission was also insisting yeah you should give a list of workers who are associated with the union so we are not going to do that they are blocking people in a day how are we supposed to reveal our union members in front of them then uh, we asked for uh, the next date next time we went with all like 25 workers from various categories in gurgaon and uh, we also went with our own lawyer associated with the union and their company also they just sent a senior lawyer whom they sent last time a senior lawyer a security officer and a, a senior manager involved with them uh, who had also been working for 3 months so the company was pretty clueless in in how to handle this they only had these this argument that they are not our employees so first of all they brought in six workers from their their side uh to just to tell them how good is urban company for them and i just immediately said like this is not even valid they are not the complainants like i don't even want to hear how good the urban company has been for them these are the people who are facing problems the labor commissioner said like who called you who asked you to come here like and in fact he even said like in my own experience i know that people who are complaining are uh, in less of a trouble than people who are actually advocating for the company because they know that they are being forced when they are being coerced into doing this he understood this and then he asked them to leave and then the conciliation process started they just kept arguing that and they even started lying there that a gig worker bill has been passed in rajasthan according to which a gig worker is only a gig worker neither an employee nor a worker and so we definitely argued against it there's no such thing in rajasthan's gig worker bill and even the labor commissioner had read it and said there is no such thing and he identified that these are full time workers he asked the company to open their ids immediately he asked the company to uh, give them overtime pay if they are working more than 8 hours and follow that and then he also asked the company to uh, come up with all their doc- documents whatever uh, 
uh, fraudulent schemes they are kind of running uh, one is skill india which we have realized a skill india program is basically they are saying that providing they are providing skill to the workers and uh, they are providing skill they are not making them employable they are only training them how to use their application like an electrician was an electrician working as an electrician even before urban company a beautician was a beautician they have not taught them how to become an electrician or a beautician or a plumber or carpenter what are the categories they have they were already working like that so like this is fraudulent what is going on there there are enough things which they are doing which are fraudulent in ways even related to safety even related to actual crimes which are being committed like sexual harassment cases which uh, the which these gay workers have faced from customers or violence which they faced from customers and they complained about and the company has not even blocked those customers from the application they have even allocated the same customer to the same partner after a few months so like that just makes them accomplice in all these crimes so there are so many things which are going on so the labor commission has asked for all the documents the next meeting is on 21st uh this is like coming monday the noida also uh, alc identified like they had the same argument like they are not our workers they are our partners and we even said like in gurgaon the dsc has already said and they started saying no 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 this is a lie the, uh, this is a lie uh the dlc has not said that uh, they are your workers so our lawyer was also there and we just asked them are you saying this on record because this is going this is going on record and this will be used in the court are you saying this on record then they fell silent okay no we are not saying this on record and then the alc himself said obviously they are your workers how is your company running without them so and they are working more than 8 hours a day so there is no case that even argue that they are not your workers so now once again we have got the next conciliation date now in the conciliation process obviously whatever the alc or dlc says the company like if a judge says it in court like they do have judicial powers to determine but uh, the company is not liable to follow in the conciliation process they can appeal in the court the, in, if a court says it then first you have to follow it and then you can appeal in the higher court here a labor court or basically the labor office which is called the labor court when they say it you can appeal in the court without following it we do not agree with the decision one of the you know criticisms of the trade union movement in india especially when it comes to uh, you know informal i know your argument is also that this is not informal work but you know especially when it comes to informal work is a division between sort of somewhat uh, professionalized trade union leadership mm. and the uh, the workers mm. in your case can you talk about like whether you know urban company workers mm. are involved in determination of strategy when it comes to meeting the labor commission etc so there are people who went on strike there are mm. uh, you know all that i understand but like when it comes to negotiating with the labor commissioner what is the involvement of the uh, urban company workers oh they are the primary people who are arguing in the conciliation process like last time when company representatives and workers were there then company would claim some things and the workers were the one who were going to tell the reality of it as far as the laws are concerned as far as the legal process and the labor commission process is concerned that is where we come in for most of the most of it because they themselves are not aware of they they themselves do not have experience with uh, talking in front of the labor commission so they themselves asked for our help just to prepare us with all the laws so we did have a class for them where we told them about all the laws which exist uh, for your protections uh, we told them about the strategy which we are going to take which we should be taking like because this is what the company is coming up so in as far as strategizing that was concerned that is where they they asked for our help because we have already involved with the union movement uh, and that is where we uh, took classes for them in order to prepare them better and as far as the argument uh, from the company and the reality of it is concerned that is where the workers are on the forefront arguing like are ah, you saying that there is no that uh, working 12 hours is our choice but there is no choice that is the workers are, are answering because that is their experience but not our experience Do you think urban company is a special case, or do you think there's a connection? There, there are many similarities with the Blinken case, which just happened some time ago. It's not a special case. First of all, this 12-hour calendar marking, which urban company and permanent blocking, which they've started, uh, 
And there's the same thing has been started by Zomato as well now. And Urban Company has 52,000 workers across the country. Zomato claims they have over 3.5 lakh delivery partners across the country. And now they are being asked to do 12 hours calendar marking. And the Zomato CEO Dipender Goel is also on the board of Urban Company. He has some investment in it. So, I mean, he's actually the partner of the company, not this, not these workers, not the gig workers. So, we see a commonality across strategy in various these companies. A lot of them are common investors as well. So, they are the ones who are determining the strategy. They are the ones who are now asking for profit. Now, we have already invested a lot in your lobbying and whatever you want to do, like setting up the market, getting the customers onboarded. Now, like, even in tier two cities, even the older generation people are ordering services only, especially after COVID, that was a game changer. So now we have got the market, now we've got the customers, now we've got all the lobbying, now is the profit. So now they've started exploiting the workers. So, I mean, these, these are happening all the time. As far as the Blinken infrastructure are concerned, like that is even better in determining, like it is even easier in determining because there is a defined workplace for them. They are attached to one store only, like your store worker for Blinkit, but you're just being called partners. Urban company has now even gone to this limit that they're, they're keeping some people on salary and they're still calling them partners. Like, uh, they have the same conditions. Like, you have to maintain a rating of 4.7. You have to maintain a response rate of 80%. You have to accept 80% of jobs. Um, and you'll log in for a minimum of 12 hours a day. If you don't log in for a day, you lose 800 rupees from a salary. That is, if you take a leave, that is the condition. And but they have no PF, no ESI, no no employer employee contract, uh, no salary slips, nothing. But they're getting a fixed salary. You get this amount, but the conditions are the, these: that you'll maintain a rating of four point seven, you will work twelve hours, min log in for a minimum of twelve hours a day, accept as many jobs as they give you. So that is what is happening. Okay. So you spoke about the the swingy recut protest, then recently the blanket. Uh, protest mm. and now finally the um, urban company protests and negotiations that have happened. Through mm. all of this, do you feel that the the character of the union itself has evolved or changed? Like, and by character, I mean like you know the membership, you know the strategies that you're pursuing, mm. the leadership. What do you what do you think about all this? Yeah, definitely, definitely, the character has evolved. Uh, strategy has evolved over time because we have we have constantly been fighting for smaller wins in order to first unionize people and then get to it. But now it is, see, it is the contradiction between the labor and capital, which has reached this scenario. So basically all these workers have uh, tolerated a lot over these years. Urban company workers, like they have tolerated so much on all, all the criminal cases, which they have against various customers, uh, all kinds of deductions, which do not make any sense to them all kind of credits, they're being forced to purchase products from urban companies at double the rate or triple the rate from the market rate uh, without urban company going into any quality checks on these products. They're just saying like, we cannot trust the market because we have to, but uh, so that, but you then you cannot force them to buy products at like twice the rate or thrice the rate. So they have tolerated a lot of things, uh, temporary blockings or various uh, idiotic rules various rule changes, various categorizations. They've tolerated a lot. Now, they've reached a case where they're permanently blocking people. Now, there's nothing to lose. Now, they're like, we've tolerated everything. Now, just taken away our livelihood. Now, what do we do now? Now, we'll have to fight this. There's no other option. So, we have reached the scenario where there's no other option but to fight. And as a union also, we have reached the consciousness that there is no other way to fight this than to prove that they are full-time employees because of the, their work conditions. Because once they're full-time employees, they're guaranteed everything which is there in the law. If they're not, then they'll just keep working. I mean, these companies will just keep doing whatever they want to do. And that is what they have been doing for years now. For Spandan and his colleagues at the All India Gig Workers Union, the strategy is now clear. Workers who work full-time must be recognized as employees of a platform regardless of whether platforms address them as partners. Only then can workers access rights and benefits under India's mid-20th century labour laws. So far in their struggle against their arbitrary suspensions from these apps and for fair pay, reasonable working hours, holidays and social security, India's platform workers 
have not been able to use these laws. This legal infrastructure that was built out nearly 80 years ago has not been available to them. Even though these laws were consolidated into four labor codes in the year 2020, the new codes have still not been notified by the government. The older labor laws remain in operation, and AIGWU activists like Spandan are trying to get labor commissioners in different parts of the country to make a ruling that Swiggy's full-time delivery workers and workers who provide services on Urban Company are indeed employees of those platforms. Bit by bit, sector by sector, and state by state, AIGW's activists are helping platform workers pry open the gates to this legal infrastructure. This, however, is precisely what platforms have been resisting around the world, including through the use of several unethical practices that were documented through the Uber-filed leaks. I will conclude this episode by quoting from a statement issued in 2020 by a group of civil society organizations and labor unions. Quote, All platform work arrangements should be subject to legal tests of employment. In all instances where the existence of an employment relationship is established, employer liability obligations must be placed on platform aggregators. This includes maternity benefits, employee provident fund arrangements, and other benefits as required under law. Unquote. This was the ninth episode of the Delivery Charge Podcast, and I am Aju John. I thank you all for listening.